Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. I am so excited to be back and to be here with you all. As you know, we took a bit of a two-week break right before the holidays started to regroup. And also, I was celebrating and bringing in my 30th birthday abroad in Europe. I said to myself at the beginning of this year that I really wanted to bring in 30 by doing what I love best, which is traveling and seeing new cities, visiting new neighborhoods, immersing myself in different immersing myself in different cultures. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I went to Paris, Amsterdam, and London for two weeks, spent Thanksgiving there as well. And I just feel I feel inspired. I feel reinvigorated just the way that traveling gives you that energy boost and it gives you that oomph of wanting to see the world and being inspired to create goals that allow you to travel. I had an amazing time. I couldn't have asked for a better birthday. And I'm just so grateful for all of the birthday wishes, all of the DMs, messages, comments, texts, audio messages, all of the things. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad to be back. Um, I think I also needed that bit of a break because I'm ready to continue sharing episodes of The Soft Life with y'all. So today's episode is actually requested by one of our community members who asked if we could share content about energy and how to create more energy in our day, how to manage and improve our energy sources throughout our day. I thought this was such an interesting topic because I think it's something that we all are low-key wanting to do more of um, or wanting to have more access to our own energy sources. We all know that we are made of atoms and, you know, chemicals and water and all of these organic components that make us human beings. So naturally, there is a natural energy source that's within us, but sometimes we kind of lose sight of how to tap into it. Um, I know, especially now, because it is, we're, we're really heading into, we are in winter, it's December, it's getting cold, it's already cold outside, especially in the East Coast, people are <laughs> inside a lot more than they usually are, so naturally your energy levels are going to be a little bit lower, because the sun is not out for as long, it's dark by 5 p.m., so I think this is really timely, and also I think it's important to remember that we are nearing the end of the year and just like flowers, just like trees, just like animals, we have a natural cycle. We have a natural rhythm and flow of life and we can't expect to always be on 24-7. So I just want to make sure you keep that in mind as you're listening to you know this, this episode and this topic in particular because you're not going to always feel energized. That's it's natural to have your ebb and flow of, you know, feeling exhausted or just kind of feeling like you're in a flow or a state of equilibrium or, you know, maybe you have more energy some days than others. It's totally normal. Also, another disclaimer, I am not a medical doctor. I am not a licensed medical professional. So all of this input and all this insight that you're hearing is from my firsthand experience. It's anecdotal. And I hope that it does help you, but obviously before you change anything when it comes to your diet or any habits that you might have, um, especially if it does affect you medically, please consult with your doctor or medical professional. So let's talk about energy. First, I want to talk about conserving your energy um, and then we'll talk about increasing and kind of managing your energy levels. So what is energy? Energy is what provides us power. It's what provides us the momentum to go through life, literally. Um, you know, on a physical level, it's really what wakes us up in the morning. It's what helps us to go throughout our day. It's what helps us finish our workout. 
But your energy is also, a, in, in the way I think about energy is also in a spiritual aspect. Your energy is how much outpouring that you give out every single day. So, you know, you think about it like in the simplest terms, like a glass of water, you have a glass of water that you pour in, you, you have water that you pour into a glass and then water comes out of a glass. In that same way, your your energy is the water in this reference. So your energy is really what it's like your battery level, right? So when I always think about what's my what's my battery level today, what's my energy level today? That's kind of how I tend to start my day. Is sometimes it's gonna be a fifteen percent, <laughs> kind of like how this past weekend has felt coming back from Europe and having a six hour time difference and feeling super jet lagged. I feel like my energy levels are a lot lower this week um, than they usually are, but sometimes they're much higher. You might be, you know, going at a full 90 percent because you had a full night's arrest or whatever the case may be, but. Also, energy could also be looked at as how much effort you're putting into your commitments and the relationships and the responsibilities you have around you. If you're overwhelmed 24-7, you're going to have less energy, right? If you have a, a shit ton of work to do at your job and or you are self-employed and you just have a lot of projects or clients to maintain, you're going to have a little bit less energy for yourself or for other things because you're pouring so much into one area of your life, right? I want to break this down into four simple ways to conserve and manage your energy. So number one is so simple and it, it almost could be, you know, overstated is to learn the importance and the value of rest. We all know that there's different types of rest. There's physical rest where you're actually, you know, you're in a state of of calmness, you're you're not moving around too much, you're just still. You know, there's there's social rest where maybe you're not filling up your social calendar as much, which is a bit hard right now because we are in the holiday season, there's a lot going on. Um, just socially for most folks and there's emotional rest where maybe you've been going through a rough patch mentally or physically or emotionally and you just need you need somewhere to lay your your head and your heart down in a place that feels safe and that could be with a friend it could be with community whatever the case is Um, knowing that the importance of rest is essential because if you look at rest as something that's a luxury or as something that seems um, foreign to you or something that just seems difficult to access or maintain, it's going to be very difficult to develop a healthy relationship with rest. I think for me firsthand, I have had um, not always the best relationship with rest as a young 20-something, especially in college or just even after words I always thought that rest was kind of a sign of laziness which is so backwards when you think about it and I think the more unlearning you do of capitalism and the more unlearning you do of what causes um, us to feel burnt out as human beings you realize wait a minute I'm a human being I'm not a machine I don't need to be constantly on the go. I don't need to be running on empty 24 seven. Um, my favorite Peloton instructor Tunde always says in her ride, she says, when you, when your phone is dying and you're at a restaurant, you will literally run and you'll go to the waiter and ask for a charger because you don't want your phone to die and you'll run and you'll make sure that you get that juice for your phone and that battery for your phone so that you can use your phone but for us we'll run on empty for so long and then wonder why we're fatigued or we're dehydrated or even when our body starts to react and we become sick um and I think that's a really good representation of how much we do push ourselves and our body so learning how to rest and seeing the value of rest I've written so many pieces I've written blog pieces Instagram 
posts, videos about rest and why it is so important. Um, and of course, there is a lot of other amazing um, people and people of color that are really speaking up about the importance of rest. Um, specifically, first thing that comes to mind is the NAP ministry, which is all about revolutionizing rest for black people, specifically in black bodies, um, under a, a perspective of an anti-capitalist approach to rest. So resting and appreciating rest is so important. I think the minute I start to look at rest as, no, I don't need to earn this. If, if I'm tired, I am going to go lay down, period. No explanation needed. No, oh, let me look at my to-do list. No, I'm going to go lay down. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to put my to-do list on for another day, and I'm going to make sure that my body gets the rest it needs and my mind and my soul get the, gets the rest it needs. I think learning how to say no is an essential part of rest as well because if you're not saying no and you're saying yes to everything, it just becomes that much harder to allow yourself the space to rest. So I have learned from being a recovering people pleaser, I cannot say yes to everything. I cannot say yes to everyone. Not everyone or everything even deserves my yes. There's some things that are are meant to be you know, taking time to to address. I don't think everything needs this sense of urgency that we may attribute it to. And when I say that, I mean, it could be your sense of urgency when it comes to replying to someone, or it could be a sense of urgency for doing a favor for somebody, or it could be a sense of urgency for you forcing yourself to, to, to work towards a goal that Instead of it happening in in two months or three months, it's really supposed to happen in a year. So learning how to say no, learning how to pace yourself is essential. And that ties into how we can conserve our energy because, again, we are human beings. We have a a set amount of energy that we can kind of tap into on a daily basis. Of course, it feels a little bit more abstract than it does literal. It's not like our bodies are like, okay, at 96%, this is your optimum energy level. It is obviously more of a physiological combination of things. But I think we can all agree that generally speaking, we can tell when we have energy and when we don't. And if we don't have a synchronized relationship with our mind and body to understand when your body's tired, when you actually need rest, it's just going to be that much difficult to learn those cues and to trust yourself and trust your body. So that's super important is to learn and develop a healthy relationship with rest. Um, I have also learned that scheduling out my weeks and my days helps so much with my energy levels. When I look at my calendar and I'm overwhelmed, I immediately start feeling drained because I'm like, oh my God, where where am I going to get this mental um, energy to commit and to execute all the things that I need to do today. Like, I just don't know how I'm going to do it. But when I sit down and I, I have my, my matcha and (laughs) I have my lo-fi beats in the background and I'm planning out my week, I'm planning out my month and I'm slowing down. It really makes me look forward to what I'm planning out because I know that I'm giving myself increments of time increments of energy every single day and there's some days where I know for example Fridays I like to keep Fridays light I I don't want to bombard myself with a lot of responsibilities and tasks that I need to do on a Friday because I really do like to keep Fridays and the weekends in general pretty light so that's exactly why I I don't drop episodes on Fridays. I typically drop them on Mondays because I know Mondays I have a little bit more energy. I have a little bit more motivation to execute and do what I need to do. So knowing yourself and knowing what your productivity, your productivity schedule feels like for you is really helpful. And that can help you to conserve your energy so that you're using your time wisely so that you're not wasting your time and spending time doing um, things that might be draining for you that you could commit to on another day. Okay, number two. 
And you know we've talked about this before, but sometimes the girls, you know, we need we need a reminder. Um, asking for help <laughs> early on. When it comes to having energy and having the capacity to do things that are important, meaningful, urgent, whatever the case may be, when you have help, it really allows you to not spread yourself so thin, simple. That is why every time I I share input or insight or advice or tips, you will almost always hear me mention community and asking for help because you are not supposed to exist in silos. You are part of an ecosystem. We are part of an ecosystem. We're not meant to do things alone. We're not meant to experience life alone. And sometimes we can put on this cape of, especially as a strong black woman, I have to do everything myself. I have to commit to everything myself. I can't rely on anyone. But when was the last time you asked for help? Have you asked for help recently? Have you asked somebody to help you? Have you asked someone hey, can you take this load off of me? That takes that takes a bit of pride coming off of you too, to be honest. I know that it's not always easy for us to ask for help. And sometimes some of us truly don't have a support system. But for those of us who do have a support system that is around us, could you, could you ask for help? And what does help even mean to you? Does it mean... Having someone listen to you for 20 minutes on the phone because you have nobody else to talk to doesn't mean hiring a babysitter or asking a friend or family member to watch your kids so that you can make a doctor's appointment or you can just go get your hair done because you need to take care of yourself. Is asking for help, making sure that you and your partner have really clear understanding of roles and responsibilities in your household so that you're not the only person doing all the heavy lifting in the in the home is asking for help talking to a therapist maybe it's asking your doctor about medication for the first time maybe asking for help is asking a friend to grab coffee with you and finally telling them about a diagnosis that you have or a relationship problem that you have or losing a job and finally opening up to them about it. Asking for help looks like so many different things, but one thing I know is that asking for help will almost almost always alleviate that pressure, that internal pressure that we can feel sometimes when we are holding everything inside. I know that when I ask for help, my life gets easier, it gets better, it gets softer, and I think all of that also equates to me having more energy when I have help when I allow things to be done with me or for me I have more energy to provide for other areas of my life um I also think it's really really great when you are able to outsource certain roles and responsibilities and tasks that are draining for you Um, For me, I live in New York. I live in Harlem. So for me, that means getting my groceries delivered more often than not. That means getting my laundry sent out and getting it delivered as well. Uh, That means me asking someone that I know can do something better than I can and asking or hiring them, for example, like a web designer or a graphic designer um, or a podcast producer like my partner is for this podcast. I think having help and knowing (laughs) when to outsource something, that's going to always give you more energy. Because for example, I could sit here and attempt to piece together this episode and edit and engineer it but if I have a partner which I do which I'm really grateful for that can do this for me and with me that gives me energy to focus and pour back into this community so everything becomes a cycle of giving and pouring and I think that that is a form of love too that that is what community care is is not only 
just looking out for each other, but also hiring and 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 putting your friends on. If you have a friend that can do nails or does hair or makes clothes or is a graphic designer and you have a certain skill set, maybe you work in um, music or you work in tech or you work in the service industry, whatever it is, combining your skills so that you can benefit from each other and not in this super transactional way where it's just I do this for you you do this for me it's it's really more of like a synergy and I think that is literally why communities exist and tapping into that is so important so look around you I would say if you're really struggling with finding why you're so drained why you're so exhausted all the time beyond the fact that of course we live in this capitalistic society that requires us to work even though it is draining and exhausting for all of us beyond that fact if you always find yourself feeling super exhausted and having no energy ask yourself what areas in your life are overwhelming is it your friendships is it your relationship is it your family is it your job is it your health what what areas in your life feel overwhelming and don't feel balanced because once you do that inventory you can kind of start to backtrack and see what areas in your life may require more help and more assistance and support in that way um so i'm a big advocate for using and and uh using outsourcing as a form of not just convenience but truly because if somebody you know has a skill set that is a little bit more fine-tuned than yours why not tap into that and asking for help you know when it comes to your emotional and mental health is so essential as you know we have a laundry list of resources on our website sadiebaddies.com where we have all resources from low cost to free mental health resources to um a free depression guide um all of the things that could really help to guide you in your journey um, because we're not meant to do this alone and sharing resources is essential. Um, Okay, number three I want to mention is your intake, monitoring your intake. And what does that mean? Your intake, what, what are you consuming on a daily basis that may or may not affect your energy levels? Um... Obviously, the first thing that may come to mind is what you actually eat. So having foods um, that have high fiber, and this is actually comes from um, a Harvard study that shows that eating foods with a low glycemic index, meaning eating foods that have sugars that are absorbed slowly, may help you avoid the lag in energy that typically occurs after eating quickly absorbed sugars or refined starches. So foods with a low glycemic index include whole foods, um, such as whole grains, high fiber vegetables, nuts, and healthy oils, such as olive oils. In general, high high carbohydrate foods have the highest glycemic indexes and Proteins and fats have glycemic indexes that are almost close to zero. So obviously, again, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a medical health professional. However, coming from and looking at these studies that show specific foods literally do provide you with energy because carbohydrates are the building blocks of our energy sources. And that's why so many athletes, when they are about to go Um, to the gym or they're training or they're even performing they load up on um, certain foods that will give them an energy boost and help them to sustain um, energy so that they can perform at their optimum so look at your your diet and your nutrition what what are you consuming on a daily basis that you think provides you with more energy I know (laughs) I I'm laughing because I just had a flashback of of a time where I I was at dinner with my family and I like ate so much I think bread at the table and appetizers and the food the main course I didn't even come in I was literally falling asleep at the table my family was like wake up girl like what are you doing I know that 
when I eat foods that are um, have a lower glycemic index or just whole foods in general, if if I'm eating, if I'm if I take my time and I'm eating a meal that I preferably have cooked myself, um, you know, maybe some brown rice, some protein on the side, some veggies or just things that have a little bit more of a nutritional density than if I just order some takeouts, um, some Uber Eats. I know for me personally, it has a big effect on my energy levels. I can tell a big difference. And I think being honest with yourself too, I obviously, a lot of us come from a distorted point of view when it comes to eating and nutrition. And it's really a shame that it's not taught in schools more and more accurately and appropriately for our age, Um, specifically speaking about food and nutrition. And, you know, some of us have struggled with eating issues and and food and body trauma for years. Um, And I think it's important to be really gentle with yourself when navigating this conversation. But I know for me, I do notice a big difference when I do consume foods that have more of a nutritional density. Um, And also obviously drinking a lot of water, staying hydrated. A lot of times when I feel really tired, it's because I'm not drinking enough water and I'm not consuming enough. Like I'm just not hydrating myself enough. So being mindful of what I'm consuming every day and kind of doing a mini inventory of like, okay, this week I feel like I drink enough water, but maybe I didn't get enough vegetables in there. Like how can I improve that so that I feel more energized and I'm not relying on just caffeine and soda and candy and you know things that just are going to give me a burst of energy for a little bit but then it might crash later um in addition to that I don't think anything gives me more energy than going outside for like 10-15 minutes and just getting a little walk in especially if you just if you have 15 minutes in your day and you just step outside even if it's a little bit brisk outside honestly I kind of love when it's a little brisk because it just feels more refreshing when you just step outside for a few minutes it really does energize you the sun is an energy giver we know this we know that vitamin d is a huge source of energy levels in our body so much so that a lot of black people a lot of people with melanin are vitamin D deficient, myself included. <laughs> so it's so important to make sure you get your blood che- your blood levels checked with your doctor. See where your blood levels are at. See if you are vitamin D deficient, because that could be con- that could be contributing to your low energy levels. And I also am aware that um, vitamin D deficiency can mimic signs of depression. Um, because of the low energy, the fatigue, and some of the other similar symptoms. So making sure that you are, you know, checking literally inside and making sure that you are taking and you're, you have the efficient vitamins that you need for your body to, to run and be healthy is sometimes something that we overlook. I think sometimes we just like, you know, I think there is this kind of a, there sometimes is an information loop that happens and instead of just going to, okay, let me make an appointment with my doctor. Let me see if I can go get a lab test real quick. We just go to TikTok or we just go to Pinterest and say, okay, let me start this diet. Like maybe just start and see where your baseline is at. That's why it's so important to just follow up with your doctor, especially if this is something that's chronic. You really want to get expert advice from a professional and not just TikTok or wherever you see it online because you need to kind of you need something to base off how you're feeling now versus how you felt before that would be my my input um I also take multivitamins I take um, a multivitamin every day as well as my vitamin d supplements and I actually it took a while for it to to be effective it took me about six to eight weeks for me to really notice a difference but when I did start taking my vitamins and supplements consistently I noticed a big difference in my energy levels so that is super important and 
I also think energy levels can be affected by the people that you're around. And when I say intake, I also mean intaking the other the other sources of energy that you have around you. So if you have people in your life that feel like they're constantly taking and taking and taking and taking from you and not pouring into you, of course you're going to feel tired. Of course you're going to feel exhausted. Of course you're going to feel drained. Who are the people around you? What are you? Who are the people that make up the five people you spend the most time with? How, how do they feel about you? How do they feel about themselves? What about them makes you excited? What about them perks you up? And really start to wonder and, and look at the ways and how much access you're giving to those people. Um, and when I say that, I'm not saying to just cut people off or, you know, just, okay, F everybody. Like, I know we're in the season where people just start cutting people off, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm really trying to point out that sometimes you get so used to your environment, you get so used to the people around you that you don't even realize, hey, I really need to reevaluate this relationship because it feels one-sided. And we all go through things. We all go through our issues, our ups and downs. And some te- sometimes people can withdraw or they can be a little more inward or they can be less social when they are going through things. And that's totally normal. But just make sure that the people in your life are pouring back into you just as much as you're pouring into them. I think when I noticed... Um, a couple of years ago, I, as I, I mentioned in my, my episode about friendship breakups um, last season, I had an episode about friendship breakups. And, you know, just thinking about it right now, I was like, damn, there's actually such, there's so much evidence of how much energy I was pouring into these relationships that were kind of, I would say, sucking the life out of me in a lot of ways and I like compare my energy levels back then to now and it's crazy and I really do think sometimes you really need to take a step back and evaluate why you're pouring so much into a relationship that doesn't serve you sometimes it's not a friendship sometimes it's a relationship okay sometimes it's who you're dating if they're not pouring into you or who you're with or whoever you're romantically involved with if you are sometimes it's realizing that the person in your life that you're spending the most time with is not able to give you the same energy and the same affection that you're trying to provide to them so again just reevaluating and looking at those areas in your life obviously you can include your job in this too. If you work at a job or you have a job that is very physically and mentally draining, it's very likely that you're going to feel that way too, uh, for sure. I know I have felt that way. I felt that way up until a few months ago, honestly. I felt drained and exhausted um, when I was at my previous role. And I feel a big difference now that I have a role that I think is more aligned with my lifestyle and I think sometimes we can blame ourselves so much for not having enough energy to put up with being in an environment that's really not meant for us so I always ask for discernment I always ask for guidance and I just try to take steps every day that lead me a little bit closer to where I want to be so that I'm not wasting my time and my energy in areas that are not meant for me. So intake is super important and remembering what you're intaking. Another big thing when it comes to intake is social media, your social media consumption. Social media is, I mean, we all know where social media has been going the last few years. I don't think it's a surprise that a lot of us are really struggling with our relationship with social media. I'm not going to go on and on about this, really, because I've already, <laughs> I have a whole episode on protecting your peace on social media. If you want to check that episode out, I will link it in the show notes. But social media can really be a big factor in your energy levels. What are you consuming on a daily basis? Are you on 
social media just to learn something? Are you trying to are you trying to make connections with other people or are you passively are you passively kind of going through the motions of social media and just reacting to everything? If you're reacting to every single thing that you see online, it's very likely that you might feel drained. I know sometimes if I spend too much time on TikTok, if I spend too much time on Instagram and I'm just like reacting, reacting, reacting to whatever people are sharing instead of just kind of passively like, oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, I don't agree with that, especially on Twitter. If I I don't agree with somebody on Twitter, you know what I do instead of reacting or responding? I just keep scrolling. That's it. That's an energy input and out and output if you decide to respond or leave comments to things that you don't agree with you're creating a resistance every single time you do that and the more you do that the more you're gonna feel on high alert in your nervous system you're gonna constantly feel like I have to stick up for myself I have to defend my my commentary I have to you know share my two cents Obviously, you know, social discourse is really important. I think that's what creates the overall frequency of social media. However, are you reacting to every single thing? And is every single thing worth your reaction? Some things are not worth a reaction, period. So just being mindful of your intake. To me, once I like learned how to monitor my intake of my social media, my nutrition, which I'm still working on, honestly, um and my overall like input on a physical level or even on a social level it's really helped me to maintain and conserve my energy because my energy is sacred and it's precious and I don't want to waste it on things that are not necessary and last but not least let's talk about developing a solid morning and night routine okay So I love me a good morning and night routine. I have made a video about this as well, which I'll also link. I think having a solid morning and night routine really sets the tone for the rest of your day. It really allows you to be present. It allows you to set yourself up for success. As corny as that may sound, I think really and truly having a solid morning and night routine Uh, It gives you something to depend on. It gives you something to fall back on. And the more that you kind of flow into a routine, it can switch up, you know, depending on the season or what you might need for the time being. But one thing I know is I kind of just surround my morning routine around these three values or these three characteristics that I think are essential to me. And the first is stillness. The second is movement and the third is nourishment. So my morning routine starts off with stillness. Most mornings I will typically wake up and the first thing I will do or at least try to do is meditate for 10 minutes. And I have a channel on YouTube that I love to do guided meditations with they're 10 minutes long. They're very, it's very non-intimidating. It's very chill. I love doing them. I will also show, share that in the show notes because I've been doing it for over a year now. And it's just my way of greeting myself in the morning. It's my way of saying, hey, how are you? Check in with your heart, check in with your body, check in with your mind. And it makes such a difference in how I go about my day. So stillness is really essential for me. Just that having that 10 minutes to ground myself also, I try to do some some breathing, some some breath work in the morning for honestly, maybe about three to five minutes. Um, and then once I'm, you know, have my my moment to, to ground and greet myself for the day, I'll get into my second part of my day, which is of my morning routine, which is movement. And movement for me is literally movement so that could be taking a walk that could be um doing some yoga like I did this morning it could be Pilates on the Peloton app it could be getting on the actual Peloton bike itself um it could be strength training I like to mix it up I don't like to do the same exercise every day but I know that movement has helped me and my energy levels so 
much. I can't emphasize that enough. Movement and and having at least half an hour of movement a day has made me so much more energized throughout the day. It really is like my time to just tap into my internal energy source. Um, Can't emphasize that enough. And there's so many different ways to incorporate movement into your day. If you are able to, I think it's, you know, great to have at least like a couple minutes or however long you can really afford of movement a day. I think movement is just one of those ways to literally change your state of being. It allows you to tap into the natural energy energy source that you have and it can get rid of stagnant energy. At least for me, I feel like when I exercise or when I move my body, I'm getting rid of stagnant energy and I'm welcoming in new energy that can help me um, move through my day, literally. So movement of any kind is essential at least for my morning routine and then last but not least in my morning routine I always incorporate nourishment nourishment meaning nourishing my body my physical body but also nourishing um in the form of food and and making sure that I have a balanced meal to start my day so I I'm a two shower day kind of gal but I love to start my morning um nourishing my body after I shower I love to you know put lotion on shea butter really just take my time and like make sure my body's moisturized um showering in the morning helps me to wake up and it really does perk me up so that I'm not just kind of like I I feel like there's such a huge difference between when I um when I first wake up and then when I, after I like shower and then kind of start my day, it's like the shower is kind of like pressing restart. And it really is like, that's really when I start to feel awake and alert. Um, so taking a shower in the morning has always been literally since I was a, a kid, um, always like been like a two shower a day kind of person. And it just helps me to wake up and feel, you know, ready for the day. Um, nourishing my body in that way, in my skin, doing my skincare routine. Um, and also of course, having a nutritious meal to start my day has really given me like such a simple and it really doesn't need to be fancy doesn't need to be this like 12 step recipe it could just literally be a sandwich it could be eggs it could be a yogurt whatever it is just having something in your on your body that's going to give you sustenance and that's going to allow you to move through your day is crucial you know I think when I skip meals or try to skip meals it just doesn't work for me um so I stick to, you know, starting my day or my midday with a meal um, that gives me energy. And as far as my night routine, the three aspects of my night routine include connection, creativity, and comfort. So connection, I love to do some type of um, connection every evening. So whether that's me spending time with my with my man, whether that's me spending time with a friend, whether that's me calling my family, whether that's me um, chatting with the saddy baddies, whatever it is, having connection really does give me energy. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily an extrovert where I'm someone who needs to be talking or socializing every day in order to feel energy energized, but connection does provide me with a burst of um, energy sometimes and I think sometimes when you're feeling really drained and tired it's because maybe you didn't get you didn't get that attention or that affection or that care that you needed in that day and I think there's a big difference sometimes of you ever you know when you just spend time with a friend or you spend time with a loved one and you just feel like life is worth living again after you spend time with them that's what connection is for me at least and I feel like even if it's virtual it's still valid and it's still meaningful um so tapping into that connection can really give you that energetic burst and that energetic um pickup that you might need throughout the day um secondly is creativity of course creativity coming in many forms 
um, creativity is one of the biggest ways I would say I tap into my energy levels. I feel most energized when I am being creative. I feel most energized when I allow myself the freedom to create. And I think creation is creation and energy kind of go hand in hand. So uh, whether you're a content creator and that means making videos, whether you're uh, an artist and that means painting, whether you're a fashion designer and that means, you know, picking up a, your sewing machine and, you know, making a design, whatever it is for you, your creativity is your birthright. Your creativity is your voice to the world, in my opinion. So tapping into that creativity where I think everybody has a creative element to them maybe not in always in an artistic way but I think we are all creative people at the end of the day so whatever creativity means for you practicing that on a daily basis and sharing that or not sharing that it's up to you but I think that is one way to really feel energized and I mean think about it when you go to a museum a lot of times you're left feeling like, wow, I'm so inspired or I feel like I have so many ideas or I feel really drawn to this piece. Or if you listen to music and, you know, maybe what you need is a fire playlist. And if you need a fire playlist, we got you because I would say arguably Sadie Baddies has the best playlist, period um definitely check out our playlist I will also link those in the show notes but a fire playlist in the morning a fire playlist when you're working a fire playlist when you're on your way home when you're driving when you're on the train whatever that to me is like literally the equivalent of taking a shot of espresso like I just think creativity is always going to get me through and give me that push that I need to get through the day and last but not least is comfort Surprisingly, comfort can give you energy, but I think comfort is also, for me, a part of my night routine because I need to be cozy. I need to, after the day is done and I have expelled all my energy, I need a way to replenish myself. And what better way than to be the coziest person ever and be in my bed with hella blankets and hella pillows, you know, and just cuddling and just feeling super, super cozy. Comfort is one of those things that even if you have like a dog or you have a pet um, or whatever it is that helps you to feel comfortable, comfort is replenishment. That's how you replenish your energy level. So after you've expelled and done all of that work, comfort is when you come back to yourself. That's where you start to feel at peace. And I think doing this cycle and looking at your energy levels as not just this straight line but as literally like going up and down up and down that that is how our energy levels are or even like a circle where it might start really high in the day and then it might fade out and then it you know comes back around at night after you get a good night's rest and of course like you can't understate the overstate the value of good rest every night that is really what's going to help your body replenish and feel nourished enough to go to sleep at night um speaking of supplements i forgot to mention cbd is such an important part at least for my morning routine cbd is a great great supplement for me specifically because it really helps me to be focused and calm and it levels out my energy levels throughout the day um it kind of helps me to get rid of those like jitters or anxiety that i might be feeling from time to time so cbd oil love it um i actually have uh an affiliate code with one of my favorite cbd brands prismatic plants Um, so you can use that code if you want to try out any of their products. This is not sponsored, but I'm just plugging it in because it really is one of my favorite CBD brands. Um, and yeah, I hope that this episode is helpful for you, um, to recap and talk about again, one of, or four of the ways to conserve and manage your energy. Number one is rest. Um, remember that your to-do list is not going anywhere. Number two is to ask for help early on. So that means tapping into your community, outsourcing, task and responsibilities, 
going to therapy, whatever it is that help means for you and requires of you doing that and not being afraid or ashamed to ask for help. Number three is monitoring your intake. So that includes being aware of your nourishment, your diet, multivitamins, how much sunlight you're getting, how much screen time you have, um, just in general, being mindful of your intake on a daily basis. And number four is developing a solid morning and night routine, as I shared with you. So again, I really hope that this episode helps. I hope that um, you're gentle with yourself this season, this winter season. I think, to be honest, if we had it our way, we'd all be hibernating. We wouldn't even be working right now. We'd all just be hibernating and having potluck dinners and sharing recipes with our friends and our loved ones um ideally that's how this winter season would be for us but unfortunately we have to keep going or you know a lot of us don't really have the option to just take the kind of breaks that we all really want and need but I do hope that you that this episode helps you to um, be aware of your your energy levels, your intake, your outtake every single day. Remember that your energy is sacred. It's yours. Um, you don't have to say yes to everything. And part of pursuing or living the soft life is being aware of what you can offer every single day, not forcing yourself to do things that are really outside of your bandwidth. Um and being gentle with yourself in the process. So I will see you in the next episode. I'm really excited to be back and stay soft. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.